you keep closing one door, another one will open because that's who I am. I cannot settle. And that comes to when uh, Kamala was speaking, it's like, I felt like that was me. That felt like that was you. That felt like that was anybody who's ever gone through something. And I say it, not just women, men too. Welcome to Hard Candy and Fruit Snacks. I'm Gloria Harrison, a TV producer living in New York. And I'm Carrie Clifford, an actor and writer living in Los Angeles. We first met in elementary school outside Boston. When I was part of a program that bused kids from the inner city to school in the suburbs. We're going to talk about privilege and disadvantage. And about what it's like to move from one world to another without really feeling at home in either. In this podcast, we're having conversations about race. And the awkwardness that comes with learning about people from another culture. People all over the world that were watching, okay, were just like, wow, this woman is speaking. This is a vice presidential debate. This is really uh, one of the highest jobs right next to the president. And she is in a national public way being disregarded. So I think that resonated with uh, women for sure. Yeah. Black and brown women, of course. And then also men who don't want to admit it. Like, you know, you've been in a board meeting, you know, you've been uh, at your job and felt like, you know what? I don't appreciate the person cutting me off. Right. You know what also it says too, like that you're the vice president and you have a woman speaking. It shows your disregard for women in general. Yes. And other people. And but I think the thing that was like her saying it that that resonated with me was like, she stood up for herself because I think we've all been in that situation, especially our generation, where we're just like, uh, it's OK. He can just take my idea or he can just speak over me. And we've just like learned to just accept that. And I feel like the younger generation is so much better about like, I'm speaking. I've got an idea right now and l- let me add it or whatever. And we're d- I'm not going to speak for both of us. Me, I just like I think it's happened to me so many times that it's hard for me to be like, oh, yeah, this one time that it happened because I'm so used to that dynamic. And then because I am a people pleaser and because I don't it's not innate for me to stand up for myself. I just sort of like cave and I'm just like, oh, no, it's fine. I didn't have anything to say. Go ahead. Right. You and, know? And, and I agree with you. But Honestly, I've been working on it for years. Kamala Harris, what she did for me, I was like sitting up in my chair. I was like, get it, get it, get it. Stand up for yourself. Keep going. Don't back down. I felt like I felt like we were in a boxing ring. I'm like, come on, get it, get it, get it, get it. And you know what I think she was channeling for me? Seriously, um, Tyler Perry's Medea, where she's like, I'm speaking. I'm speaking and she was saying it nice, but I was channeling all of that. Maxine Waters, you know, um, reclaiming my time. Women are tired. And so when she kept speaking, I was like, yes, I said, don't give up. And then sometimes she would sit there and smile. And I think in her head was like, she was probably like, you know what, fool, if you don't let me speak, I'm really going to let you know how I really feel. And I'm so proud that she didn't she didn't go there. She could have gone there. People probably expected her to go to another level when she's like, you know what? I don't need to do that. I know who I am. I know who I am as a woman. I know what I stand for. And guess what? Whether you like it or not, I will be heard. Right. And, so, and that yeah. she could do that, that she could stand up for herself and still be polite. Yes. You know, that she wasn't a total asshole. Like, that's so admirable, too, because that's so hard, you know, how just to have that, like, that's... Ability to know, do that. You know what I call totally. that? I call that nice that's- nasty. 
It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, you're going to get what you want. You're going to make, I'm going to make you feel like you're running something. But at the end of the day, I'm going to get what I need. And that is to get my point across. So it's like, you're smiling, you're sitting up straight. I'm speaking. I'm speaking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm speaking. And you know what else that she was channeling? My mom. My grandmother, mm-hmm. I'm not kidding you, mm-hmm. like that old school, like I'm going to speak once and see where I grew up. They spoke once and then they went swinging. So it's right. like as kids, right. we're like, you know what? My mom, eyebrow went up, lips turned to the side. I knew she was not having it. So when she right. was speaking right. and she was turning to the side, I was like, you know what? I was proud. I was, yeah. you know, I was like, you know what? She's being nice, nasty. She's like, you can do what you want. But at the end of the day, America's going to hear where I stand and how right. I feel. And, and throw politics out for a second. I'm imagining, um, honestly, white power, man mm-hmm. of, 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 um, of power, high stature, once again, disregarding a woman. Right. Good old boys and a black woman. A black woman. So I'm sitting there and, and that's why I say, oh, we don't really have to talk about race. It doesn't matter. But you and I are sitting here having this conversation like we're talking about, number one, that we're both women. And we right. know what that feels like to have right. someone like I, and you said it happens to you. Honestly, girl, it happens to me every day. And and listen, I, fe- I feel like you do a better job of standing up for yourself. You yeah. do a better job of saying I'm speaking. Right. But let me ask, let me be honest. It took me a long time to get to this example. And I said to my husband, I'm going to say it too. Even with my husband, sometimes I'm like, did you just cut me off? Mm-hmm. You know, me and we've, too. <laughs> right. And we've known each yeah. other for so long, but I think it's, right. it's in a friendship, a marriage. Yeah your job like it yeah. happens all the time and and I'll I I thank you for saying that but I go through my own inner ter- turmoil like I yeah. still well I'm the type of person that will be so nice and then walk away and said I should have said x y and yes. z and it'll drive yes. me crazy right yes and I'm like I yes. just need to speak up and I need to not uh-huh. let people think that I'm a doormat so girl yeah. I started practicing in my head okay sit up straight mm-hmm. put your shoulders back <laughs> Perk up, you know what I'm saying? And command the respect. And then honestly, when you say I'm speaking, you don't even have to use those words. Oh, I was about to say, and they ignore you. Say, you know, when you're done, I'd like to go back to the thing I was saying a little earlier. And people like, sometimes they're shocked. And it's like- Well, and just like protecting yourself, standing up for yourself. And that, that, because I just feel like when you said that, I was just thinking about this one, like- that situation of like leaving, leaving and then realizing like, why didn't I say something, you know? And I was um, at an audition once and it was, or I think it was actually a callback. So it was like, you know, the second round or whatever. And it was for a commercial. I can't remember what it was for, but the idea was that it was a mom with a plunger at the toilet and she was like kind of doing it sexy. Yeah. But it was supposed to be like, obviously, I'm not like some sex pot. So it's supposed to be like a quirky woman, like trying to look sexy. Right. And so I was doing it. And this guy, one of the I don't know if he was a client or from the ad agency, stood up and he filmed it with his phone. And I was like, I I did it. And then I said, did you just film that? And that was big for me to question that. And he's like, yeah, I wanted to show my mom. I'm like, your mom, what's What's going on? Because clearly you're doing it to then make fun of me later or something. And I I always think about that, that I didn't stand. I thought that was standing up by, for myself by questioning what was happening, but I didn't. It was like you, I was already in an embarrassing, compromising position because that was what the job, the potential job was. And then you were making fun of me or you were highlighting it. And I. that's when I should have been like, excuse me, I'm auditioning or like, give me the floor. And I didn't say anything. And I feel like I have 
hundreds of those and they kill me that like I didn't stand up for myself and I didn't take the power back and I let this person have the power. But in a way, it sounds like you did. Like, excuse me, uh, are you taking a picture of me? So what it did is it put him on notice. Right. And so I I, I think you might have let him know that he was being held accountable in that moment. And sometimes it's steps like that. It doesn't always have to be like from, you know, from one extreme all the way from zero to 100. Right. Right. It's like it's you start building up for yourself and then you're going to get to the point like I'm at a point in my life where honestly, I just don't care. It's like you're not going to come out your mouth and say something to me and I'm just going to sit there. So what I try to do is I look in the mirror and I'm like, "Okay, Gloria, today's the day. Okay, you're going to look your bully. I mean, excuse me. You're going to look your uh, oppressor. Excuse me. I mean, your husband, your boss, whatever. No, you're not going to talk to me that way. And you know what people say to me because they've known me for so long? They'll say to me, are you okay?" (laughs) Because they're used to me being so nice. And it's like, no, I'm actually I am okay. Right. And you're probably shocked because I'm actually speaking up for myself. Right. You know, and, and but it has. Yeah. Go ahead, no, go, go. No, I was just going to say, like, it has taken time. Right. I mean, we obviously we grew up together, but we also worked together in our early 20s. And I think when you're just starting out in the work field, workforce and trying to f- navigate those dynamics and trying to feel comfortable and trying to please people and you don't want to rock the boat and you're so grateful for the opportunity and it's like that's the wrong dynamic right because you're just like acting from this point uh, people pleaser right that I'm so grateful grateful for this opportunity I will do anything and we did some crazy things. We did and we anything. Had a lot of restrictions. Yes. <laughs> in yes. our twenties, I will. I won't forget it. We did it together, and we were yeah. side by side. And the things that we did, looking back, I'm like, I'm glad that the twenty year olds today, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, they're like, we're not doing that. Right. We're not having that. We're going to speak right. up. Right. And we didn't. And there were so many things that were. Just like now, if I could say to my younger self, I'd be like, what are you doing? Speak up for yourself. Don't do that thing, you know, or whatever. And we were at a TV show and it was like a, you know, I guess it was a cool job. But when we started, like, (laughs) can we talk about this? That there was four of us. We were PAs at first, right? And there was four of us like in a row. And we basically, our jobs were answering the phone nonstop, nonstop, just taking calls of people who wanted to be on the show or comments or whatever. Right. That was, I mean, a lot of what we did. Mm -hmm. And and we were told we we couldn't leave. (laughs) Right. And you mean like you also couldn't go to the bathroom? Yes. And (laughs) uh, uh, four of us, every one person uh, had uh, hemorrhoids. Another person and myself both ended up with ulcers and you ended up in the hospital. Right. I was in the hospital. And when I got there, (laughs) listen, we talk about being able to go to the bathroom. We can laugh now, but it was really serious. I was so afraid to go to the bathroom and I didn't want to um, be a problem. And I wanted to succeed Mm -hmm. at my job just out of college that I would do anything, including working 12, 14 hours a day, including uh, holding it when I knew I had to go to the bathroom. And by Mm -hmm. holding it, (laughs) which was my choice, right? Because I want to fit in. I want to be accepted. I ended up in the hospital because I wasn't Mm -hmm. able to go to the bathroom because I held it so long. And it was serious. And the doctor said to me, you can't live like this. Like you will literally die. And it changed my life in terms of, I had to change the way I was eating, number one, and stop skipping lunch. 
Stop, right. you know, at the end of the day, we're talking about a show. You know, we're right. not talking about saving or curing cancer. And we right. in our 20s were so desperate to fit in that we literally did anything. I think after you went to the hospital, I think they changed the rule yes. that that th there had to be three of us there at all times instead of four of us there. I mean, it just was like, yeah, and we weren't it, it's it's that power thing because we were not in control. The fact that we couldn't go to the bathroom. I mean, I had another job experience, but actually prior to that. I ha worked for a commercial director. He, first of all, wouldn't let women on his set. And so the women, wow. we worked in the back office. And there was at one point the boss, I think this was when that movie The Piano came out. Mm -hmm. I think it's The Piano. <laughs> I might be wrong. I don't know. Anyway, she wanted us to wear notepads around our neck so that we could always <laughs> write down a note. We'd always be ready to write down a note. Wow. And it's things like that. Like I, at the time, I never would have thought to be like, Hold on a second, which is kind of the same as like I'm speaking with. You want me to what? Yeah. You want me to sit here and never go to the bathroom? You want me to have a notepad around my neck? Like I just was like, okay, uh, sure. I'll just never go to the bathroom and um, I'll stay here for, I mean, because we wanted to, hour days. we wanted to be accepted. How about this? Walking into a building, saying good morning, everyone, seeing your bosses, executives make eye contact with you. And then just keep walking. I mean, <laughs> I used to be like, did she just hear me say? No, she didn't. She didn't do that. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. But again, I'm trying to fit in. I'm like, I'm just not going to say anything. I'm going to keep trying every day. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Couple years in. Hey, Gloria. I'm like, I've been here for two damn years and you have never spoke to me. You've never spoken to me. And that stuff is so hard to recover from because then you just assume, well, something's wrong with me. She doesn't like me. I'm doing something wrong. And then it just like perpetuates the whole thing because you're like, I'm a people pleaser. I want them to like me. OK, I'll sit at my desk and never go to the bathroom. Right. Exactly. And when I do something well, like you won't even compliment any of that. You're going to tell me yeah. the one thing I did wrong. And so talk about self-esteem. Yeah. Uh, I sure didn't get it from there. Okay, I so learned. So is that what I should is, is that what I should blame my lack of self esteem on? <laughs> no, you've got self esteem. Oh Are you kidding me? No, no. I, yes. I mean, I I do feel like I am very insecure about a lot of things in my life, and and obviously there's different reasons for that, you know. But but you're right. At that those early formative years of our career, we didn't get a lot of positive reinforcement. Right, and we were honestly, but what we did get out of it, seriously, is what we have today. Because yeah. the people that we, I call it boot camp. We went to that boot yes. camp and we are all still friends today, many of us. It's yeah. like we I were. I call it war. War. <laughs> <laughs> we were side by side trying to prove ourselves, trying to be yeah. accepted, only to have people treat us. Honestly, sometimes I felt like I was less than. And if you can yeah. believe it or not, all four of us are going through it together. And on top of that, I'm black. I'm like, whoa, right. is it? And I used to say to some of you guys, I'm like, is it because I'm black? Right. Like, is like she just doesn't like me? He doesn't right. like me. They're like, no, 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 no. They just pick favorites. I'm like, well, right. damn, I'm still at the bottom again because I ain't I a favorite. You know what I mean? I don't come from money. Here we go again. And right. um, it seems familiar to me. And I'm like, all right. I want her to do is say good morning. And, and and I'm not even asking for a lot. Like, why make eye contact? Right. Just act like you didn't even see me. I'm on the elevator like, awkward. You're, <laughs> you're, you're sitting next to me, girl. You act like you're not there. But I'll go <sighs> run and get your coffee. I'll, you know, I'll um, pack your ski boots. I'll pack your summer vacation. <laughs> Girl, I did a lot. I did a lot to be accepted. 
I sure did. Oh my god. I did. I, I babysat. I babysat for them. Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But and honestly, there were, I learned a lot too. I learned yes. a lot and I learned a lot about myself. And as I got older, I'm like, you know what? There's a way to work so hard and feel good about what you're doing. There's a way to find happiness and not let people dictate your happiness. Yeah. And and But don't you I think those experiences where you had just like difficult dynamics or mean bosses or whatever has also uh, made me be, a, not that I'm really a boss, but like made me be a better in charge person yeah, manager, because, yeah. you know, like you cut, cause you know what that other side is like. And I, that's always surprising to me when people don't like, I'm like, wait, hold on. You haven't always been the big cheese. So you don't remember what it was like when you were at the bottom and you can't like, why, 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 why people perpetuate this being me? Right. Like... I, I call it breaking a cycle. And I always said when I was there, I said, you know what? I'm going to grow up. I'm going to work in production. I'm going to be someone's manager one day. And I will not, let me repeat, not treat people the way that I've been treated. Cause I know right. what that felt like. And so that's exactly what you're saying. You and I are on the same page. I yeah. made a decision when I, I'll tell you, there were times when I was dating my husband back then. He was my boyfriend and we were in Chicago and we would make plans to go to dinner right? He would get off work and wait, okay? And my Uh producer would decide, oh, I don't want to do the interviews. I'm not going to do the blue cards. And my producer would dip out. And my husband Uh would be like, you know, he was my boyfriend at the time. He goes, I mean, what kind of job is this? thought you said you were getting off at seven. He would literally be outside for me, waiting for me until like 1130 at night. And then I would go outside and be like, I'm really sorry. He's like, it's okay. So we would miss our dinner plans because uh, my producer's plans had more value, which is fine only to come back again at 5.30 in the morning and you would only tell me the one thing I did wrong. You wouldn't remember all of the things that went right. It's like, wow, you guys are going to hone in on the one thing you did wrong. And as I work in production and as I have over the years, I really have tried to break that. And I've done a good job at it. It's like, I don't treat people like that. I don't talk to people like that. If someone's speaking, I let them speak. They don't have to Mm -hmm. say to me, excuse me, (laughs) Gloria, I'm speaking. I don't talk Mm -hmm. to anybody like that. I don't talk to, and and also they don't have to say to me, I I need to reclaim my time because I'm respectful. And I also think when people don't let you speak, it tells you a lot more about them than it does about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Just like if if I find pleasure in putting you down, to me, it says more about who I am. You know what I mean? Right. Wouldn't you want to say to you, hey, let's start with the positive things. This is what you did well. The show right. went great. I really think, you know, you're you're on time. You're a hard worker. You're punctual. You treated the guest amazing. You know, there's one thing, though, I really think you could work on X, Y, right. and Z. Right? right? Instead of just like, you know, here's the thing. This is why this doesn't work. If you're going to right. be here, you need to do X, Y. It's like, <laughs> whoa, you're going in. And you know what we would do? You remember this? We would cry. Uh-huh. We would cry and we would be there for each other because we're like, wow, I went to college for this. Right. Like I'm already, like you said, answering phones, taking notes. I'm getting coffee. I'm buying lunch for my producers. I'm getting their laundry, their dry cleaning. Right. I'm right. babysitting. I'm shining shoes. No, I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> Oh my God. But you know, it's funny. It's like, because we both were dating our now husbands yes. then, right? Mm-hmm. And same thing with my husband, that it was like we had to cancel plans. Or I remember, like, literally in the first month that we were dating, it was like, I think it was like he wanted to go out on a Saturday night or something. And I was like, well, I don't know, because I may have to drive to Indiana because I have to get these two teenage strippers, you know? And, it, and he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I just might have to go and like, 
go in a limo and then bring them back. And it like, it seemed like you're like making this stuff up, you know? And right. I'm like, I just have to be by the phone. And remember, we didn't have cell phones. We had those, they, there was like two work the beepers. Didn't we have could... beepers too? Or yes. No? We had be- <laughs> I, I, I still have PTSD from a beeper. Like just like that vibration on your belly. And they're like, you, you know? need to answer. If you get a beep, we need to hear from you. And I'd be like, okay, in 15 And minutes. it was always 911. It was always 911. And even if it wasn't really an emergency, they would always, you know. Did your mom ever say this? She'd be like, mom, I got to go. I'm losing a guest. She goes, let me explain. To- I'd say, I have an emergency. <laughs> an emergency is when someone is sick, you're losing. She goes, stop telling me that you have an emergency. I'm like, I got to go. I got to go. I'm having an emergency. She's like, that's not an emergency. I'm like, I know. But that was the thing that we didn't, we didn't have the confidence. We didn't have the poise, whatever it was to stand up and be like, this is not an emergency. I'm going to do it. And life's going to go on or whatever. And I know we weren't in the position to like figuratively. And, you know, we were obviously the bottom of the totem pole. We worked our way up, but we also just, we were in our twenties. Like we just didn't have that confidence to stand up to someone who was in their thirties or forties. Right. I wanted to be like them. I'm like, how do I get that job? How do I make those coins? And then still though, I used to be like, actually, I just want your money. I don't want to be like you. You're nasty. And I don't like the way you treat me. But what I always took away from it is like, you know what? You're nasty. I'm sitting here crying, but I got, I got, I can go home to someone who loves me. You know, I can go home to a family who loves me. I do things outside of this job that make me happy. And I, and I started to realize that, you know what? And I stopped crying. I would be like, okay, no problem. They would go off on me and i say, got it. And as soon as I left, right. you know, as soon as they turned their head, I'd be sticking my finger right. up and be like, you know what? I don't appreciate the way you talk to me, but I got tired of, also, even back then, I started having teachable moments. Like, it's okay for you to say what you said, but the way you said it is a little unfair. And I'm mm. like, you know, and then they would say to me, you know, well, you know, we don't want you to take it personal. And I started to voice my opinion a little bit. And I right. was scared because I was like, you know, I'm probably going to lose my job. But I mean, my husband, my boyfriend at the time got tired of hearing it. My parents got tired of me. I was like, they're crazy over here. And I'll give you another example. This is so old school. My mother, when I was growing up, we always had to say Mrs. Carey, Mr. So-and-so, right? I can never, as a child, call an adult by their first name. I mean, we would really get in trouble for that, like get get on punishment. So when I go to this job, I'm out of college. I say, hi, Mrs. So-and-so. The person ripped my head off. Don't you ever call me Mrs. So-and-so. Again, I was like, oh my gosh. I called my mother. I was like, you set me up. She goes, what do you mean? I go, you're telling me to call Mrs. So-and-so. She goes, well, you know, Gloria, it's a Southern thing. She goes, why? I go, no, the person didn't appreciate it. I think she thought I was implying that she was old. I meant it out of being out of respect. And I was so honored to meet her. She was not impressed. Okay. And and I learned quickly. Okay. Don't be calling. I said, okay, that might work down South. But I'm here in Chicago, Midwest. They ain't trying to hear that. She's like, do not. She's like, don't ever call me that again. And I was like this. I had a knot in my throat and my stomach started sweating. She she stood up for herself. She did. I mean, I I think about that, that I'm like, if like my son's friends like called me Mrs. You know, like what? No, no, no. Because I still think I'm 28. So don't call me. Don't call me but messes. I'm telling you, it's a cultural thing. Black people, y'all listening, y'all weigh in on this. We were not <laughs> yes. allowed to call somebody by their first name. And then seriously, my husband and I are raising our kids and I'm like, they're like, mom, this is awkward. You got to saying, and, and when they go down south, they say, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Right. No, sir. And right. then they come up here and I was confusing my children. So I said, right. you know, we're, gonna, yeah. we're in New York. We're in Boston. We're going to leave all that. But, you know, as soon as we get down south, just just say yes, ma'am. 
Just say right, thank you. Just right. say yes, sir. So they're like, oh, it, it almost sounds like code switching. You know what I mean? Right, I had to teach my right. kids early because I was confusing them. But literally, right. when I was growing up, I could never call the neighbor by her first name. That was considered disrespectful. Well, f- to be honest, same for me. There was a few, like an inner circle of of uh, parents that like I had known my whole life and I called them by their first name. But most of like the kids that we grew up with, I yeah. called their parents, Mr. you know, and Mrs. Mrs. Yes. Mm-hmm. their last name or whatever. Yeah. But that's so funny. Uh, you said at least she used her voice, right? She spoke up. Yeah. Yes. And I was very clear from that moment on not to say right. that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think I would stand up for myself for that, but I would just like kind of laugh it off like, oh, that's my mom. You know, just call me Carrie. And I'm probably exaggerating. She wasn't, she didn't yell at me, but she was very firm. And I felt like, I felt very small. It made an impact. Yeah, Yeah, I felt very small. I was so excited to finally meet this person who was a celebrity. And I was excited and she just burst my bubble. And she was like, yeah, don't call me that again. And and the way she approached me though, you would have think I called her a derogatory name. Yes. Like right. I was sweating. I had a knot in my throat. I was like, yeah, that did not go well. I mean, and what, like, what does that do? Why, why? What, what's the point of being so rude? Just like be nice. Like, ugh, I, I just don't understand. Yeah. She, that. There were, there are a number of ways she could have said it. You know, actually, just call me by my first name. That's what yes. I prefer. Not the right. whole, you know, don't you ever say that to, I was like, whoa. I'm yeah. like, yeah. So I, I knew where I stood from then. Yeah. <laughs> from oh then God. on, I just stayed in my lane. I didn't speak right. unless I, I was spoken to. And, right. I, and I just, and we all used to laugh. And look, we got through it together. Yeah. And like, I call yeah. it boot camp. You call it war. It's the same damn thing. <laughs> and, and looking back, I was like, it was crazy. Like, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But, but that's the same thing about our job together was that we were made to feel dumb or made to feel inadequate. Yeah. Right. That mm-hmm. was the thing, like you were saying before, that it was like it was never complimenting you. It was just like you didn't do this thing that you, we lost this guest. You, you know, put the wrong page number on the script, whatever the thing was. And so then you're just like, oh, I'm inadequate. I can't please anyone. So then you're trying to be more of a people pleaser. And so then you're not yes. standing up for yourself and it just perpetuates vicious cycle. Yes. But mm. I, I really do think that the generation below us and the millennials, whatever, are better. Oh, yeah. Maybe to a fault. That <laughs> I think that it, I think sometimes they don't have that respect authority. Right. But they do speak up for themselves. Which honestly, you know? sometimes I sit in the sidelines, girl, and I'm loving it. I'm like, get yeah. it. Get it. Stand yeah. up for yourself. Don't be no yeah. chump like me. Don't wait 10 years, a decade, two decades to finally stand up for yourself. But you know what I want to tell you? We have arrived and we're still getting there. So we should feel proud. You should feel proud. Like, I don't see what you're seeing or what you say about yourself. And we're having an honest conversation. But I'm just telling you that you don't give that off to me. You might feel that way when you're, you know, dealing with the situation. But I go through the same thing. I just try to, you know, you never hear about that too. Fake it till you make it. Like, and right. honestly, you're not going to you're not going to let let me feel like I'm less than because I did everything that you did to get to where I'm at. Right. But and remember, I'm an actor. So right. I can act <laughs> like I'm confident. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're right. not talking about politics because you know before. Don't talk about politics. Don't talk right. about race. We're already breaking like all the I, rules. I know. <laughs> they say, you know, I know. we're going to start talking about sex. <laughs> <laughs> 
They're like, girl, don't you know you don't talk about sex? You don't talk about politics? You don't talk about race? We're talking about all of it. Like, we're, we are just a hot mess, and I love it. <laughs> You've been listening to Hard Candy and Fruit Snacks with my mom, Gloria. And my mom, Carrie. This episode was produced by Frank Bolita, Carrie Clifford, Gloria Harrison, and an ACL joint production. With the music by Alex Skolnick Trio. Check them out at alexskolnick.com. Tune in next time to hear more from our moms. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.